In the 1640s, Henry Vaughan graduated from Oxford, then studied medicine, law and then medicine in London. But his true love was writing poetry. Unfortunately, he wasn't much good at it. Politically, Vaughan was a monarchist. Religiously, well, he wasn't actually that religious, but he belonged to the Church of England. So when king and church were threatened by civil war, Vaughan became a soldier. His brother and several close friends died in combat. They lost the war. The king and the archbishop were beheaded. Constitutional monarchy was replaced by a dictatorship. The Book of Common Prayer was banned. Confirmation outlawed and holy days abolished. In those dark times, Vaughan discovered George Herbert's poems of faith. Those poems, Herbert's poems, awakened him to God. Once a dull secular poet, he now wrote some of the greatest verse, religious verse of all time. One of his best poems is about Nicodemus. It's good material for verse because St. John was a poet. St. John, who gives us this story, doesn't write like the other three gospel writers. The other gospels read like biographies in prose, but John's gospel is poetry, using Jesus' stories as a way to explore our inner experience. So the poet Vaughan interprets the poet John. Both of them use the word night as a metaphor, meaning not knowing, being lost, unable to find our way. So John doesn't say where Nicodemus met Jesus, only that they met at night. Nicodemus appears in this gospel one more time. He comes to anoint Jesus' body for burial. And in that passage, John, in case we forgot, John calls him the man who visited Jesus at night. So Vaughn wrote, wise Nicodemus saw such light as made him know his God by night. Now the soul's dark night sometimes falls when the truths we live by are eclipsed by the world's chaos. It doesn't sound inviting, but it's where our mystery meets God's mystery. Vaughn says of Nicodemus, O blessed believer he, who in that land of darkness and blind eyes did at midnight speak with the sun. For both John and Vaughn, we don't meet Jesus in faith certainty. We meet him in the dark, in the unknown region of our hearts, because life is inscrutable. We are inscrutable. God is inscrutable. So Nicodemus met Jesus in the mystery of himself. So what's our night, our dark mystery? Depth psychologists tell us 
that everyone has a dark place inside, not an evil place, but an unknown place, unconscious place we don't acknowledge, especially to ourselves. We work very hard to keep our unconscious unconscious. But author Garth Gruel says, anyone who feels he is not a mystery to himself is deluded. So, how do we follow Nicodemus? How do we become those blessed believers who know our God by night? Well, there are two ways to enter the land of darkness and blind eyes, involuntary and voluntary. Involuntary is when our world falls apart. Michael Gore, not a theologian, but a nurse, explains, entry into the world of darkness is usually precipitated by calamity. The veil of meaning provided by living on the surface is ripped apart by events beyond our control. The voluntary way is a decision we make to face our mystery. Gore says, it's possible, even desirable, to choose the darkness. To choose darkness is to choose dislocation, the eruption of the placid, shallow surface of daily living. So how might we choose the darkness, dip into the mystery of ourselves, where God may meet us? Well, here's one way we could try, at least for Lent. When we notice that we are thinking all too familiar thoughts, stewing, self-shaming, worrying, judging, blaming, obsessing, whatever is our particular thinking habit, we might ask, what is it that I'm trying not to think about by occupying my mind this way? And when we notice that we're stuck in an old familiar feeling, we might pause and ask, what is the deeper feeling I'm avoiding by distracting my heart with this? Now, we may find something. We may not. It's okay. The point is not so much to find something as to look into the darkness of ourselves. Now, like those avoidance avoidance thoughts and feelings. Our religion can also distract us from the mystery. Nicodemus had his religion figured out. He knew what God was like. He knew what God wanted. At least he thought he did. Until he met Jesus at night. And Jesus didn't let him get a question out. Jesus responded to his mere presence with a string of mystical metaphors that left Nicodemus stammering, how can these things be? Instead of teaching him answers, Jesus opened his mind to wonder. You see, faith isn't understanding. St. Augustine said, if you understand it, it isn't God. Faith is daring to wonder. Our doctrines, creeds, and traditional prayers are launch pads for faith. But we fail to lift off if we get stuck in the interpretation, trapped in what we think they mean. So for Lent, we might hold our fixed concepts of religion more lightly, 
allowing some space for the mystery of God. Let it be unto you as if the structure of your life's beliefs were a church and someone moved the furniture. We can't latch on to the mystery and say, now I get it. We don't get it. All we can get is that we don't get it. You see, God isn't the answer for the world today after all. God is the question for all eternity. When we can't comprehend God, that's a good thing. That's when we meet the God beyond our comprehension. Vaughn's poem concludes, there is in God, some say, a deep but dazzling darkness. Oh, for that night, where I in him might live, invisible and dim.